0: You're in a fenestration conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now, here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fenestration Conversations. I'm Pat Flannery. Today, I had a chat with Stéphane Labelle, the Executive Director of Fenestration Canada. I uh, just wanted to uh, get an overview of uh, what the association is up to and uh, where it's uh, been and uh, what's happening and coming up in 2022. Stefan and I touched on uh, all of those topics, uh, the last window the upcoming uh, events for the association, um, talked a bit about uh, some of the new relationships that the association has with the uh, Royal Architectural Institute of Canada, um, CFIB, which is, uh, has been in place for some time, but uh, it continues to grow. Uh, we got into some uh, industry issues, the uh, greener homes grants, and uh, some of the uh, regional efforts that the association is making. Uh, great conversation with Stefan, a uh, good opportunity to get a, a, a high level view of uh, the window and door industry in Canada, and uh, just what uh, is on everybody's minds these days, and what the members are, are, are thinking, and all of our concerns and uh, hopes going forward. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Stéphane LaBelle from Fenestration Canada. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Stéphane LaBelle, the Executive Director of Fenestration Canada. Thought we'd get the year uh, sort of kicked off here with uh, a look ahead at what's, uh, what's going on for the association. Stefan, how's it going? Pretty good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Stefan is uh, is is in Quebec, and we've just had a a, a lovely conversation about all the uh, all the great <laughs> COVID matters going on out there. But uh, you know what? Let's let's keep the COVID talk to a minimum because we're uh, I think we're all getting we're all getting heartily sick of it. Uh, I want to get first of all, Stefan. Just tell us uh, quickly a little bit uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, and your role at Fenestration Canada. So,
1: as you said, um, I'm executive director with FanCan. I've been with FanCan for the past seven years, uh, not in, in a, an executive role for the, the whole time. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is my third year as executive director. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things happen in the, <laughs> during that period. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's basically what I do on a day to day basis. I manage FanCan, I make sure that we offer Uh, great services, great value for a membership. We have a bigger team now, so I manage that team also. So there's, you know, and now with COVID, can't lie, the last, the past two years have been about how do we offer better services during COVID times? And how do we pivot to, you know, like just to make sure, as I said, to give service to members. So that's basically what I do.
0: I never, I never thought of that. That's true, isn't it? That, that, that it, it, now it's like the majority of your time as executive director has actually been under COVID. You you, you picked an 100%. interesting time to, <laughs> yeah. to that's, yeah That's 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 wild. Now, yeah. so uh, so listen, how are things? How are things going at the association? What's uh, what's uh, what's what's the big picture right now? I know you guys have been uh, have been trying to do some new things. Um, tell me um, tell me a bit about uh, about about what's happening this year.
1: Well, yeah. So as I said, when we, you know, when, when COVID happened and and everything. So like, uh, it just like kind of worked at the same time as any way we were, uh, really having a bigger offering, uh, online. Right. So, and, and you know that because we already started the the podcast before COVID and all the video content and uh, the tech talks, uh, all of that was a reality before COVID. Uh, so when COVID hit, like it was like this, offering was already there. So we just kind of like even made more of that. Uh, we had the structure, everything was, was ready. Um, and, uh, and then we just like had to figure out what is it we do with one of the main thing, uh, main service we provide or membership, which is uh, the events, right? The in-person networking, in-person seminars, uh, education, all that sort of stuff going across country. Uh, across the country so like how is it we do that online and to be honest COVID for us kind of helped us on that front because it kind of forced everyone to really you know get used to listen to podcasts uh, watch online videos uh, do more and more webinars so like equipment uh, got better for everyone like you know when we first started this whole thing like it was rare that I would even have like one or two people on camera right they would attend a meeting online but it was over the phone or online but no cameras so like it made everything a little bit more complicated and then after that it got easier on that front so people were really open with uh online events at that point uh so that's what we've been doing a lot like how is it we 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 add more value to that then the COVID situation got a little bit better. As you know, we had an in-person window that was uh, a success both on the uh, exhibitor front and the attendees in person and online, uh, but also on a uh, financial standpoint, that was really good. So actually, despite COVID, uh, both both COVID years, uh, we were able to show uh, a surplus uh, despite everything that happened and it's, you know, we're non for profit, but uh, surpluses are always uh, not not huge surpluses, but we always try to operate at budget or even uh, to create surplus so we can protect ourselves in the future if there's something like COVID that happens and we need to to do deficits, right? So that's what we've been doing, and this year is no different. We we kind of manage with can we do stuff in person? Do we have to wait? And it's always kind of a day to day question.
0: Yeah, that's 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 great to hear that uh, that Windor came out uh, in the black because uh, you know yep. it, the, the show was smaller, no question. But I think everyone yep. expected that uh, coming in, um, and and my God, it was great to uh, yeah. get together. It was the only live thing uh, I've done uh, in, in uh, since since it all started, um, yeah, and uh, you know, and now we're now we're back to wondering if the spring stuff is going to be uh, able to go live uh, at all. Uh, or at least certainly the the imminent stuff, the February March stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, no, the window was window was really fun. It, it was great to see everybody, and uh, and uh, and yes, we shook hands and even a few hugs around, and uh, and it was it was uh, it, it was it was really great. And uh, well, you know, it just shows it was, you guys are doing. It was, it. We need you guys.
1: Yeah, it was hard at time to remember that there was COVID around. Like you know, like even like despite the masks and everything and all the social distancing, we we were uh, trying to respect as much as possible. Like yes, you're right. Like a lot of people, kind of I uh, <laughs> I don't know if they forgot it or or it's just kind of like okay, like we're <laughs> so so we we had to uh, like we we were we had the annoying but important job to make sure that. Uh, you know health requirements were respected. Uh, but you know like when there's a per like two between two person if they decide to sh- shake hands then you know you can't really get in the middle. It was whatever uh, you it
0: was whenever you turned your back, Stefan. I was I yeah, was I was okay. just hugging people <laughs> and looking faces uh everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> i just uh, went around going to hell with it i'm vaccinated <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i was you know it was it was it was, it was occasional and, and usually a good friend yeah. yeah it was a good it was that it, it was a it, it was it was a good time for sure and uh the um uh the education sessions were excellent um and uh yeah and well let's let's turn to um I guess some, uh, some association news that did come out at Windor, uh, was, uh, uh, this uh, new relationship with the, uh, Royal Architects, uh, Institute, yes. RAIC, uh, yeah. tell me a bit about that. Well,
1: so, so actually this is really interesting one because, um, uh, as you know, like in the past year and a half, we, we started, the, the, the regional committees, which are now becoming chapters. We can maybe discuss that a little later, but, uh, The first, the main reason why we wanted to do it is to make sure that we're connected to every part of the country when we discuss at a board level. So we need to know, we wanted to know, like, uh, what is it that was really going on in in every region? What is it they need and everything, right? So uh, this actually came from the Atlantic Committee at the time. And uh, we have uh, we had a member of this committee who was just a, well was basically a guest, not necessarily a member, uh, but a guest that the committee would invite uh, meeting after meeting, and, and who was uh, who was uh, uh, an architect. So uh, he was uh, you know like he, he was like and, and we had we had a plan there and a project in, within the authentic committee to uh to try and 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 talk to these people more and how is it we we connect the, the dots with both end, with both uh, sides of the industry and it was also something the board always wanted but you know how do you do that right mm-hmm. um and because we had the atlantic committee kind of make that one of their main uh projects you know it started there and then this person put us in contact at a higher level and so on and so on and within a couple of months Uh, Now you have it like we're, we're the main partners with them. Uh, We offer education. We, we also have, uh, we're also working on other uh, type of like continued education uh, program with them where they do have to pass. So uh, architects would have to pass some tests to kind of vet that they followed and they, they watched our education, uh, you know, for credits and all of that. But that really came from one, regional committee that had time to put a little bit more emphasis on that and kind of forced us at the office and they're like hey this is what we need you guys to do so then we focus a little bit more on that and there you go like so that just shows you like how how this all happened that shows you what is the importance of all those regional groups because they focused on that another group is focusing on something else and but the whole association now is benefiting from What these guys uh brought to the table right
0: yeah and that's that's part of the great idea with uh with having those regional organizations is uh i mean to some extent it's just numbers right but but i mean you never know when you have more people involved and 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 more people at every level um instead of you know just a smaller group and the national level um you you never know what kind of uh, opportunities are going to get scared up well you, you
1: generate more opportunities so like right right there you get more value with the same type of meetings and the other thing that that's uh that's really interesting with with those groups is that yes it's the new ideas it's like not necessarily all new ideas but like focusing on certain stuff that you'll hear in a meeting and then people are like hey we really need to look into that oh yeah and now for the next item you know and then six months after you're in a meeting, you're like, oh, yeah, we really need to look into that, but it's one of the you know 100 things we really need to look into. But then when you have these groups, okay, like now we're, we're actually getting stuff done done really quickly and efficiently. so' that's, so that, that's one thing. And also like we within a national organization like us, uh, like we are, sometimes there's some topics that a region won't agree with the other region. Uh, a side of the industry won't agree with the other side. So you kind of have to be like, well, we kind of stay neutral or here's here are the facts and we can't really take position or we, we can advocate up to a point. But what's really good with those regional chapters is that now we can be more precise. Instead of saying there's different ideas, we can say, listen, that's what BC thinks of this thing. And that's what Quebec thinks of this thing, and this is why I can't give you like a clear A or B answer. But I can tell you this is what this is what BC thinks, and this is why. And if you need to know more, here are the people you need to talk with. Uh, so, so we really clarify why you know it's a you, we're a huge country, right? So it's it's easier to clarify why some things uh, don't always like why some people don't always agree on the same things. Uh, and then we can work on solutions, or you know, most of the time, solution is to apply different solutions for each regions, uh, yeah. and we can advocate for kind of both sides of the the medal because it, that's what works in a, a specific area. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't think there, I don't think it has to be a problem that different regions disagree. No. And have yeah. different, different ideas about things, right? I mean, uh, there's not a there's not a process here of, of of trying to impose some kind of rule on everybody. I mean, uh, you know, unless you, well, even 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 in the building codes themselves, uh, they 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 don't do that, uh, right? right? So uh, there's there's no reason why, uh, why everyone has to be uh, has to be 100 in agreement. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, you know that the, the the association can act as a great clearinghouse for information and yeah. uh you know people who are curious about you know maybe somebody wants to move their business into and start doing business in another region of the country well there's an opportunity you know to talk to the association and say hey what am i going to be you know seeing when i go yeah. over there um yeah. so that's just you know one 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 little thing that can go on so basically with the raic with the architects um uh, you guys are going to be providing some uh, some education. Uh, I believe Al was talking about uh, uh, making a document, uh, uh, some sort of yeah. informative document for them, um, and then I which, which happened
1: that that was released and everything. Yeah, so like we already released the first one, and now we're working on the questionnaire for that item. But yeah,
0: okay, great. And then and then and then I guess from RAIC, what are, are, are there going to be opportunities? Uh, for Fenestration Canada members to get information coming back from them, maybe uh, yep. uh, some of their code stuff. I, 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 I'm not, I, I actually to be honest, I'm not sure what, uh, what I guess the architects could offer except for some uh, uh, bright ideas on building science maybe.
1: I think, I think the main reason for this partnership here, if you look at our side of the fence, is that what we really gain from that relationship is that we can kind of convey our message and we, we can make sure that they understand our reality and they take it into account, right? So what we really gain from it is is the relationship, is the, the, the you know communication channel that's that's more like that, that's easier with, with time. So for us to partner with them, uh, you know, makes us uh, so so we have a chance to go to their uh, their their annual uh, conferences talk with them uh, and make so like what they can bring is we can have them in our meetings. And when we talk about something specific, they can present what, how they work, but they can also present, uh, or they can also ask questions. Like it's, it's really the same vibe as what we are doing with building officials. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now we're able to do it on a more official uh, scale. So uh, to answer your question, what is it they can bring to us right now? That's really this communication that will, that's that communication will bring those topics where they're like, Hey, you know what, maybe you guys have something to learn from us. And, and then we'll do it like one by one as the opportunity shows up. Right. But now we have a, an official channel.
0: Yeah. It's, it's helping it. It's actually sort of helping everybody at a, at a, at a higher level because the the complaint you hear all the time from, from, uh, architects and building officials is, you know, we don't know what the information is. We don't know where to yep. get the information, you know, yep. that we, we have a standard that's 10 years old uh, on a desk that we, you know, haven't looked at. We don't, we don't know what's going on with this stuff. We don't have time to research at all. So, <laughs> and then that translates into a problem for, for your members, because, because when they're trying to, when they're trying to build things for these guys, when they're trying to supply uh, materials to these guys, um, th- there's all this confusion about about yep. what's needed and what's and what's going and it costs everybody time and money and creates conflict. And uh and yeah, I mean, so you know, whatever, you know, you, you don't need anything coming back from RAIC. If we could just, you know, have everybody understanding it on the same page, massive benefit to the industry, right?
1: Yeah, and it's it's a work in, in progress, right? It's not something day one that's gonna happen just with webinars and stuff like that, but it's really Opening that relationship and working on it for for the next years to come.
0: That's cool because I yeah I, I I I was interested in that announcement at Windor. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a good one. Um, another one. Um, keep keep going on the regional stuff, uh, Stefan. Yeah. What 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 are the plans for for this year, as far as doing work at that at the provincial? I guess it would be at the provincial levels, right? Well, so, so,
1: so what it is really is like, if you look at it from Fenestration Canada is, and that is the national association. So when we work on a national, like federal uh, front, let, let's just take the government, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they are going to ask us, okay, what is it you guys think on the technical side and political side and all of that? What, what is it the industry thinks, right? And we're one of the the, the association they go to uh, for, for that information. And for us, you know we do represent Canada but but to say that we are currently representing Canada we need to have those chapters where they tell us how it is exactly uh there in those provinces so yes of course there, there are some uh provincial associations that are not necessarily that they're not our chapters right so, so you have these other associations there and they have their reality that they can convey uh, let's say specifically in Quebec or in BC, you have those, right? You, you have one in, uh, uh, in Manitoba. So they, when if the government asks them for something, they can say, listen, this is what our members think, right? But for us on the national level, uh, we need to make sure that this aligns you know, like for each provinces. So that's really why we do this is to be able to say, yes, we are Finestration Canada and we are, and we do represent the whole country. And if you need more information about BC, well, here's who you're going to talk to or BC chair uh, or BC uh, director. Uh, you're, All all those people, they are the one like our members. So if you need something specific for a specific province or region, then we'll put you in contact with that group. And you'll so if you're the BC government, you don't really need necessarily always to know like what's global, what's Canadian. You want to know like what's local, but that relates to a a national perspective. And why would it work? Why would it not work? So that's why we need uh, those groups. So yes, and sometimes in some occasion, it's going to be really kind of like local slash provincial interventions and, and discussions and all of that. But working with us gives them the opportunity that when it's like, hey, we're working on this, but to implement it on a national front, then we can offer the whole uh, information. Basically, we can start working here. We can say, if you want to bring this the whole country maybe we bring it to another region and we work on that uh, and gathering all the information right doesn't prevent us from working with uh, regional associations uh, when interests align but we want to make sure that you know what bc has to say is what our members in bc are saying and not others association members which reality could be different you know we, we really always you know we, we can't always know so and also what it's what it does is that someone who's like hey, you know like I just sell around here I'm not interested in the whole national uh, point of view but you know what like the whole national decision making will affect you at some point even if you just sell where you are so maybe you just want to get involved in your region which is fine so the way to do that is to be involved in the chapters and until you need to, you don't, you know, you don't have to go and get involved at the national level, but if ever the national level has to like, could help, can help you, then you're already going to be connected. And if it's something that you need to change locally, but needs a national perspective to be changed, well, then we're here too. So like, it's really why we're doing this.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it works. Um, it works better for a uh, Probably a broader uh, swath of the membership anyways, and maybe even bringing in more members because, because I mean, you know, let, let's face it, not everybody is going to uh, uh, take the trip to, uh, to Windor. Uh, for instance, if it's in Toronto or Montreal, if it's in the east and let's say they're in the west, not everybody is going to take a trip to, a, to, a, to an annual meeting, uh, uh, wherever that happens to be that year um and, and and yeah the the fact the fact on the ground in canada is that most of the regulatory action is at the provincial level so so yeah. by having that you know and and basically what you've got right is i, I believe what do you have like like a chairperson and, and and a few uh 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 members of like a committee a, a regional committees in 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 each province is that yeah. not broken down yeah
1: i mean i mean simply put as we, we do have a chair and and a co-chair uh, which are the, the key person we have uh, regional experts too so like we, we have a team we're five people right now uh, within the, the fan can team so we kind of split the work per region also and i kind of overview the whole thing but as quick as those chapters develop i wouldn't be surprised to have like more dedicated staff per region so you get that also um and you get a group there that's yeah that that would that's the, the the chapter basically like so it's it's They represent a chapter and it's your chapter meeting if you go to those to those meetings. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's really kind of a direct access uh, to people who understand your reality because they're local. Yeah, it's it's a great
0: great
1: yeah, like it's it's our, our national structure
0: supporting regional actions. That that's really what it is. And when we're and when we're all live with everything again. There will yes. be. I mean, now now you've got the, the national, you know, tech talks. Uh, uh, yep. It's online. Those are great, by the way. They 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 really very informative. Uh, everybody should chime in, uh, look in. But um, the uh, w- when you're live again, you know, you'll you'll have lunch and learns and whatever oh, in the, in the yeah. various regions, and, and 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 people will get a chance to get together. Uh, That way, without having to drive or fly for hours.
1: Exactly. And we have those online already. We have one coming up in a few weeks, a regional week, like we could, you know, like, you'll see, you'll receive it in your emails and stuff and just look at our social media to have dates, but it's, it's soon. Uh, when is it? this regional week? I, 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 would, I would have to check. Um, like, I don't, because it was decided this week. So I'm not Sounds sure. Like me, I've got so setting. much going
0: on. I can't remember when anything's happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, what was the public and why I don't know exactly is because we were supposed to have those events in person. So, like, one event per region in person. And now we're just going to shrink that into a week as we do online mm. until hopefully in a couple months we can go in, and be in person um so yeah so and you said lunch and learn and yes i mean we do want to have education in those meetings but another really really important thing we're trying to do with those uh with those events is we want people to come and and basically tell us what's what's good and but what's wrong with, with what they would need in their region like what are they annoyed about what, what where where do they want us to go who did it do they want us to to talk to to change things what are the things they want to change and the best meetings are always those meetings where you have someone come in borderline angry and be yep. like this doesn't make sense this this and that and then okay cool this is well not cool but you know at least this is this is a project a concrete complaint that we can work on Yeah. and then usually by the time they make their point uh they're way calmer after and you know what like it generates action and, and and solutions that we can work with and that we actually work on so this is what I'm kind of like missing from these in-person events like almost those angry people <laughs> that would come up yeah. like that that's yeah. kind of like I'm missing from it it's crazy easy to say but
0: that's why we're we're there too like we, we want to hear what's wrong. You know? No, those are the fun ones. Those are the those are the those are the interesting ones, and those those yeah. are where uh, those are where action really uh, really gets going. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, doing it at the regional level, I think, uh, gives it a chance to uh, be be especially pertinent and relevant well, to uh, everyone. Yes,
1: because because these are the people who sometimes don't know or don't feel that we're connected to their right. issue. So like when once you do it like more regionally, there are other people who are used to be in our meetings and see what we do on a you know day-to-day basis. So sometimes they're under the impression that, okay, what is it you guys really do? You should be doing this, this, and that. So they come in with more grievances. And then, you know, when, when we're already working on something, we can say, here's here's what we're doing. Oh, okay, good. Uh, and then if we're not working on something, then we can we can create those projects if it makes sense. So that's why I like those regional meetings, because some people that are a little bit more disconnected to what we offer, they come in with either outside the box stuff, or at least we can tell them, hey, like, just do this and that and we can help you. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So that, you know, it just helps us kind of giving uh, the services uh, on a like more efficiently to to everyone.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so moving from regional, uh, actually back up to national. Um, yep. let's, let's talk. Let's talk about that Greener Homes uh, grants yep. uh, thing. Um, first of all, how much? How much input did Fenestration Canada have into that whole process, uh, or or is there or was there any official input? Was it just more or less through these um, uh, industry consultation groups at NRCan? So I mean,
1: I mean, can... ultimately,
0: it was a political thing. Well, for sure. Well, I mean,
1: FENCAN and and other organization uh, within Canada, uh, we were consulted. I won't say we we were not. I mean, we were. Uh, we were consulted. Even like, it's 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 the same group of people, right? That we were working on in the, 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 the roadmap, the market transformation roadmap. We're on all those uh, committees, so we do give an input on you know a regular basis. Right. Uh, we're not the one deciding if our input. Is you know taken word by for you know by word that right, you know so so if your question is were we consulted yes uh did they that their decision like are their decision exactly what we what we think was the right call probably not but it's kind of the nature of this whole thing like yeah. Yeah. You, you can't you, you, we're not the government uh, the governing body like we're not gonna make the, the final decision. But yes, we were consulted, uh, and there's stuff in there that didn't make sense to us, and we voiced it. And you know what? There's some of that stuff that didn't make sense that actually got changed along the way because we voiced it. Uh, so I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna be here and say they're not listening to us. blah blah blah. And but at the same time, you know, like as you said, it's part of it politics. I mean, it's, it's the government, like a big yeah. part of it is politics. And, and I mean, it's, it's normal and we have to be aware of that. Uh, but just so everyone knows, like when it doesn't make sense, uh, you know, there, there's, there's stuff in there that didn't make sense and that never happened because it, it didn't make sense. Like, yeah. And, uh, I did,
0: and, I and didn't that's, mean, a, I didn't mean to sound uh, negative about it. I, oh, no, I know, I know. It was. It was. Um, I, I. Well, th- tell, tell me this. If you. If you. If you took a poll of your of of Fenestration Canada members today, yeah. um, what kind of a grade uh, do you think we, you we would, did? Uh, we, would we give that program. We
1: actually did uh, by the end of twenty twenty one, and <laughs> this is going to be an annoying answer, but I have to tell you, and it's the truth. It's it's still and will probably pretty much always be fifty fifty. The FP. It is what I, I know. Welcome it's, it's to the window and door industry, everyone. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> as many opinions uh, as
0: there are people. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I know. I know it's disappointing to hear because, like, even you know, like, even for me, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I, it'd be it'd be awesome to have like a clear, yeah, position where you can be like, okay, this is what we're we're fighting for, type of thing. But you know what? But but I realized too that what we're fighting for is to make sure that uh, that our industry stays stable despite whatever is decided. So sometimes the decision is not going to be 100% what we would think personally, but it's not going to be a huge negative impact on the industry. So if it can't be the best impact, if it can't be the way we want it, will, will it like hurt us? And if it does, then you're talking to a complete different person, right? We're way more... Uh, I won't say aggressive, but well, you know what I mean? Not aggressive, but way more. Uh, we advocate way more strongly than, and for a program where it's like, you know what, like, do we need it? Like, if you ask me personally, from where I sit, this is not necessarily like a fenestration Canada, like approved point of view, if you will, that I'm not talking for the whole association, but did the industry need that program? I, I, I think you'll have a hard time saying yes to that because it's not like, you know, like with, with like supply chain problems with any way anyway with COVID that kind of like got everyone's, well, most most people's sales up uh, because of the fact that everyone stays at home and, and they, 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 they spend their money on renovations. That's, you know, we all know that. So we were already there on a financial standpoint. We didn't need more stimulus packages on, on that front, right? We didn't need it. Is it needed from a, a environmental standpoint? If the like we're the door and window industry, where it's not, it's not or, or it's not a, or, or a specialty. We're not the experts in environment necessarily per se. So if the government decides this is the way to go, then you can argue, well, they decided that because politics, and someone else can argue that no, it's really good. Uh, to to meet our our goals uh, for uh, carbon and all of that, right? So we can't take a position on that. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't think we needed it. But you know what? If we can put a little bit of stress on this whole thing, maybe we can try and solve a little bit of the the supply chains problem. And I just think it, it kind of highlights some of the main problems we have in this country that are going to still be there after COVID, you know. Like it's not; those problems are not going to disappear.
0: Well, the thing that's going to be ongoing, that's going to determine whether the program meets its environmental objectives, uh, is is going to be uh, clearing up this backlog of energy guide advisors. Right, like that. When that mm-hmm. when that program came out, the first thing I looked at was I went, "Oh my God, you're going to make people get an energy audit on their house before they before they're they're yeah. uh, eligible for this thing." forget it. No one, no one's, no one's going to do that. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, and then, and then the people that did try to do it uh, 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 have initially run into some problems. Now I've been talking to people who, uh, who actually train energy uh, advisors and uh, you know, they're, and then, and then they're reporting, they can't fill their classes. So there's some kind of a disconnect there. Uh, 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 on that. I, I just think it's, I, I think it's something that homeowners, you know, get, get pretty, it's too much fuss for them uh, in a lot of, in a lot of sense, but uh, you know, if they can, if they can get some more energy advisors trained and maybe if, you know, Stefan, you and I talking to the membership uh, can, uh, can, can communicate that, you know, it's not that expensive to train somebody up uh, to, to, to be an energy guide advisor and you could have somebody in-house uh, that could that could do this as part of the sales process. Uh, it might be a good idea, um, but uh, I think until that happens, they're not going to they're not going to see the kind of driving of the higher performance products that that the whole thing is really intended for, right? Um, yeah, and I don't disagree with that. I think I think when you look at it, like you'll find
1: success stories with this whole thing. Some, right. some people were like, and they were ready and you'll find kind of like the opposite uh, somewhere else. And I feel it's just about balance where, you know, can we get more success stories than like stories that were, that were not as, as nice. But to me, where I, I think we have to draw the line is, do, are we putting our manufacturers in a bad spot? Because if the answer is yes, then we have a problem. If, if, so, so right now from what I got with this program, is like, I had people who were kind of like, this is a waste of time. So, or, and different. And you had people who said, well, th- this might be a good thing, right? I, I didn't hear yet of someone who's like going out of business because something like that. Wow. So, uh, yeah. but you know, like to me, that's a, like choose your battle type of thing where it's like, as a manufacturer, if you don't feel you need, to, to to enter well to to basically go and 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 enter that program and actively sell using that program then it's your decision and vice versa. Like I, I think, you know, like I'm always a, a big advocate of, you know, like there's no one better than the manufacturer himself to understand what they need to do uh, to stay in business. Yeah. Because that that's the main issue here and that's the main That's the one thing we have to think about, like us in our industry. I'm not talking about uh, the old population and as uh, as human beings, but like as a business owner. uh, First thing you think when you wake up in the morning is how do I keep this going? How do I pay my employees? How do I make sure my product's out? You know, how do I stay in business? Like you can't ask a, man, a business uh, person to think otherwise. And that's because if they stop doing that, then you, cool. you don't have a job
0: as, you, you know, like yeah, so, we'll so work for long. That's yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of impacts on manufacturers um, and I, I don't know how, how long you guys have had to formulate a, a, a real thought about this. But uh, what about this trucking thing? I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the announcement comes out uh, uh, that uh, the federal government is going to prevent Canadian truckers uh, from crossing the border if they're not vaccinated. Uh, estimates are that this is going to be a 10% uh, reduction in the number of truckers uh, that, that are available. You already can't get stuff trucked in any sort of timely fashion. Uh, it's 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 been an ongoing supply chain problem. Um, <laughs> uh, what what what? what Early days, but what are the members saying, Stefan?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think they're saying pretty much what you just said. Um, Then again, I think my answer is really similar to to the one before, which is, you know, if we look at it uh, for a health perspective, you might have one type of answer. But the thing is, it's like if you ask me from an industry perspective, uh, less less truckers uh, with an already really really uh, stressed and pressured chain of uh, a supply chain mm. are really big problems with that. Is it going to be a good thing? I can't. I, I can't say it will. You know, like I. I just like it's just impossible to say it's a good thing from a business perspective. Yeah. Than a human health perspective, value like that. But that's not what we're here really to talk about. Yeah. So I mean. If we look at it from a business standpoint, uh, it's, it's not, it's not something that we are really happy about, uh, then, then to each has their own values and, you know, like beliefs on, on that one. And I, you know, I think there's arguments, uh, on that front too, you know, so, yeah, I I um,
0: question how much truckers I question how much truckers could possibly be spreading when they're when they're alone in their truck and they're outdoors. Oh, I, for, for, for sure, but but um, then again, that's what. Then I mean again, that, I'm right? not. It's, yeah, it's, I'm not. I'm not Dr. Fauci here, so I you know I I, I don't know but. exactly. So
1: so the one thing I'm going to say, the one thing I'm going to say, and it's it's back to what I was saying before. One thing this pandemic is doing is that it it's it's taking a huge spotlight. And, and putting it in front of the problems that we have right now, that we're experiencing. Like, yes, I mean, the supply chain issues are basically everywhere, like it's not only in Canada, but the, the difference is uh, when you look at it, really like, what is it we produce internally? Uh, how easy is it in and you know, so, so this highlights those problems. So what I'm gonna say is like the decision to stop COVID Covid spread uh, to, to Covid to spread and all of that is one thing, and I'm not the right person to decide, right? Um, or, or to even voice my opinion on that. To be honest, like I mean, I don't know enough to 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 have a, an official opinion. But on the business side, what I what I really want to stress is that when you take you make a decision like that, I'll allow that this is kind of emergency and Covid and all of that. Well, we've been two years. So I feel before announcing stuff like that, or, or maybe not before, but I, I just hope that there's a backup plan. What is it we do to help the business side of things while we do what we need to do on the health uh, and, and safety side? of it? So I'm not going to uh, be here and say it's the wrong decision. I'm just going to say what's, what's, you know, what's the backup plan? How is it we support? Also, our economy, and because it's a big part of the, the health of our population is that we actually have jobs, that we actually have product, that we can keep our business afloat, uh, get our supply, uh, our material, and all of that. So I, I just feel like maybe we're past the we're past the, the, the time where we just make uh, emergency safety decision for most of the time. And we kind of like think it through just a little bit more and make sure that there's a backup alternative. So like, how do you replace? How do you replace truckers? Like, I mean, I understand there's no magical answer to that, but you know, how do we support our manufacturers and what is it that's going to be done for, uh, especially like supply chain in the future? Once once we all catch our breath, right? Yes, there are plans like we need plans.
0: In big picture, wouldn't it be nice to see? our internal industry in Canada, our domestic industry, go a little farther down the vertical and be able to be able to support a lot of that, the, the, the supplies here. Right. I mean, there, I mean, I mean,
1: tell me, tell me what would be a pro like, not a problem, but, but you know, like that, that's the way to go for me. Like I, I, I don't see any, any, uh, like I I only see benefits from that.
0: Yeah. We have, we have all that, we have all that, uh, 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 oil and gas and, and, and petroleum-based refineries and products uh, needed to make uh, uh, all the basic components for, for a window, uh, vinyl window. Uh, we have that, we, we do have that capability. I realize there's a scale thing and, you know, the, there's a reason why all this stuff goes to Texas and gets yep. done there and then, and then reshipped again. But, but, but we do have those capabilities. Uh, 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 Montreal has a, has a fantastic chemical industry that making absolutely everything under the sun uh uh there um uh wood is obviously not an issue to the extent that that's needed um we don't make glass anywhere in 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 the country uh yet uh well and that's some ways out if it's ever going to happen again um so you know things like i mean that's very big picture stuff but But, but, uh, and
1: and and that's what i mean by like now that we have the huge spotlight on that like i i just want to say again like why is this not happening because like as you said everything goes somewhere and then it's shipped back but now the problem is is it really shipped back like uh, as much right. as we need to. Right. right now it's not the case and and it's nothing against uh you know like the, the united states or uh, whatever other country we we, we work with uh it, it's just it's just the nature of it like when when you're yeah. in a crisis uh of course you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna send your supply like as close as possible to where you, you produce them. So it's just like it's just logical. Um
0: yeah and well, even, I mean, even China would China would love to be sending us stuff, I'm sure. It's yeah. just uh you know we all know about the problems with the shipping containers, uh, yeah. you know, and, and things like that, right? I so. mean, I, I think there's there's ways to be global uh
1: players. While also having some sort of uh, self sufficiency within the country. Like, I don't think it's one or the other. Like, and, and with, with a crisis like we're, we're in right now, I mean, if, if the one thing it does is that it kind of highlights this, this issue and like we need to be better on that, like let's, let's just run with it and, and make something out of it. Like, I, yeah, that's, that's why, like, for me, this trucker situation is just—it's just it's just another it's just another like uh detail even if it's really important but it's just like another thing and the same problem you're just adding to the same problem which is like supply chain and and availability of resources like close to the country
0: yeah yeah
1: or within the country because sometimes it's not distance right sometimes it's just like within our uh jurisdiction and, and be yeah. able to like you know, like you don't have to go country to country because, of course, New York City is way, or, or you know, like the, the, that's just, for example, like uh, New York City is closer to Montreal than Montreal to, to Vancouver. Like it's, it's not just about, you know, it's not just about the proximity. It's about like our, our the control we have on things. It might be closer than Toronto. Is it closer? New York City? It's pretty much the same. It's yeah. pretty much
0: the same, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boston is, Boston is really, really close. Montreal, like
0: yeah. five hours. It's just, like that, that. Yeah. it's just that annoying border thing in the way, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we're talking about. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, of course, uh, and then, and then everyone's uh, you know, we, we got to keep an eye on the, on the inflation thing too, because if anything's going to cool off demand uh, ultimately it's going to be that. But um, yeah. anyway, that, that, that's probably enough high level punditry talk for now. Um, tell me, uh, uh, one of the one of the big things that's gone on with you guys in the last uh, uh, year, two years, is uh, the addition of and Terry as uh, yes. technical uh, technical directors. But um, well, I guess they have slightly different titles. Um, and um, t- what are they working on these days? They they really do some great work for uh, on the education and the and the information side. Well, I mean,
1: as that that's what happens when you you give kind of more services, you generate more work. So if you just like, you know, like if you just sit, not sit there, but if you just do like your usual day-to-day stuff, you'll get those requests here and there, you'll get a couple opportunities, you'll work on those and you'll, you know, you'll evolve like slowly. So what I did with uh, when I came in as executive director and created those groups, right. That was to generate more opportunities and ultimately it gave me a ton of work because we're generating the opportunities and now we need like we need to work on those. So the mindset of adding our in-house technical director when I brought Al uh, a few years like two years ago I think uh, was really in that uh, mindset. So before that we had a technical consultant uh, Jeff Baker who was doing a great job uh, you know representing FENCAN and, and being in those meetings and basically being that resource uh not only for us but like he's he's someone that uh people reach out to for uh everything for right um so that was really good for us but the fact that we uh we hired Al as a full-time technical director within Fentgan what it created is like he now we now had like on a day-to-day basis we had to be like okay what is it you're working on now what is it that you're doing now. And, and that generated like, so more uh, members requests, like it, it created the tech talks, all that sort of stuff, right? So uh, now it's a two person's job. It, that's what it became just because uh. of like what we started, right? Yeah. So we have, uh, we have Terry and Al both working on members requests on, uh, on direct presentations to certain members companies who want to like present a certain topic uh, but to their old company. so they're like, okay, like what you talked about in tech talks, like that's really good for us. Can you guys come and present that? So we do that type of stuff. They work on education, so now uh, we not only have a committee that brings, hey, this could be cool, this could be nice to talk about, this this would be something we need. Uh, so now we're proactively, like always looking at those topics. Uh, Terry and Aldi also. Uh, work a lot on networking, right? They network with all those like building officials, like architects, a uh, uh, little bit of what I was doing on the political front, but more on the political slash technical front, you know? So like these people now are talking uh, in a language they can understand, you know, when they talk to each other. So uh, that, that's, what they, that's what they do. And I, I mean, they all work more hours than they're supposed to. And, you know, when they tell me, I'm like, yeah, like, I hear you <laughs> but uh, it's uh, uh they they have a lot of almost work. like a uh, real job guys <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's almost like a real job um but uh yeah i mean uh so what are they working on like today uh well al is working really actively on uh, this architect uh partnership uh providing them a lot of value and and uh and al is still uh, if i'm not uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's, well, he's part of the, the group that works for the, on the market uh, research uh, uh, roadmap. He, he used to do that as uh, the expert uh, chair uh, right now. So I don't know if they changed the chair because they're supposed to change it every year. So I don't know if it has been done yet, but if you was the chair for the past uh, year. Uh, so Al really is kind of like this more of a government, uh, other associations, other groups, like relation technical relationship and a big support on our technical team and terry is more well he's a technical director so he really like receives all the requests manages that and uh and make sure that and he reaches out also like instead of being here right and saying i wonder if everyone's happy like terry actively reaches out to our members and say hey what's up Mm -hmm. like is there something i can help you with on technical front and Like he's been doing that
0: for since he he arrived and uh, yeah, like he generated himself a lot of work just by doing so. I was going to say, so let me put a finer point on that. If you're a Fenestration Canada member, you Mm -hmm. can have Terry Adamson come in and and talk to your staff on some technical issue.
1: Yeah. So, so, so yeah, exactly. So, so what we do is that we make sure that we don't, we make sure we don't offer something that would be kind of like uh, something that uh, another company couldn't get. So basically what we present to those, so what could happen is if a company said, I need more information on this topic in particular, mm-hmm. right? So if we just have a presentation that's ready for after that topic, but we need to really focus on, like go more and more precise, what we make sure before we do so is that, okay, this work we're gonna do, is going to benefit the whole association after. So if we generate a presentation that's for company X, because they wanted to go into more details, uh, those details are gonna eventually be shared in those like tech talks or webinar for, uh, for, for our, uh, every, all members. So we don't do stuff that would be just like only for you, but we can do so if we can after present to other more people. And the value of that is that we can do it for your company. So we can take a topic that we did online, that we did in person and just go in your company, uh, eventually in person right now, virtually to really kind of like, okay, you need three hours. We're going to present it. And then we're going to answer all your staff questions. So it's not a service that we never gave to any other people. Like you could have done, received it online. You can ask for it, but it's something that we make sure that, we can cater it to your needs, but it's never going to be uh, uh, just just like you know exclusive to your company. that, that we can't we can't do because we want to serve the old membership. Yeah, right. But the, the but you know, can I have this more dedicated time? But and yeah. by the way,
0: like yeah, you ahead. get some time with Terry. Yes, and, yes. And, and 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 he'll and and he'll dive. He'll he'll do he'll deep dive on something with your staff. Well, and
1: yes, and and by the way, like I, I think it's a good occasion for me to remind all our members that but anytime as a member you can pick up the phone or send an email to Terry and call Terry or send him an email directly uh, if you have a specific technical issue or if you have a general question whatever it might be and we are here to help you like you know it's it's never it's it's always been like that and uh, since we have in-house technical director and it's something that a lot of our membership uses, but it's also something a lot of our membership doesn't use. Um, So that's why I'm saying like Terry makes a point to try and reach out to members. Like he has his list and he calls people. Yeah. Nice.
0: Nice. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Another, uh, another partnership that's uh, uh, cool. How are things going with CFIB? I know, uh, I know you've been working uh, closely with them. They've probably been a lot of help uh, during COVID as far as, uh, I don't know, for, formulating a, oh. a an approach, a message? Uh, how's well, that going?
1: Well, it's not only, uh, well, so CFIB, uh, what happened with that is that we were always kind of like with the membership committee, something that was always coming back year after year after year was like, okay, so we do offer, like that's our offering to the membership in terms of like technical and door and window related stuff. But what is it we can have as a partner program for like rebates here and stuff like that. And we were always trying to work on those things and we'd get one partner, two partners, and it was always kind of hard to have like a sturdy offer because that's not what we do on a day-to-day basis. So this this CFIB, that's what they do on it. Like they represent like a ton, but like tons of companies uh, within Canada here and they all have those partnerships. So that's kind of like where we started saying, Hey, like these guys have it. So, uh, started reaching out to them and talking to them. And what we did is that we basically, we were able to work with them. So we offer a free CFIB membership to all, all our members. Yeah. I mean, it's free for the members. They don't pay like it's a membership that we pay at a fan level to them. So like, it's not just like a, an exchange of services. Uh, So there's an actual expense that, that, you know, investment that we do. So our members can have uh, the CFIB offers. So, you know, it goes from all those partnerships uh, uh, and and agreements they have with companies for, you know, pay systems and save on insurance and save on all, all that stuff. Right. And it goes, so that's one side of things, but the other side, other side is, you know, we were talking about this, uh, 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 truckers uh, needing to be vaccinated decision. You know, like, let's say if we are for it or opposed to it, doesn't matter, but let's say we have an opinion. And I'm like, okay, I'm talking to the government today about that. I mean, it's going to take me, not saying I'm not going to get to them, but the size of our organization, uh, you know, probably this whole thing will be resolved before I get to talk to them about it, where, you know, like they made the decision and stuff. I can assure you that if CFIB takes position like with the number of people they represent, uh, yeah. government's going to listen. Right. So, yeah. uh, so that's the main difference here. So like we're in constant communication. So w- once that got out, first thing we did talk with CFIB. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is it you guys are hearing? What is it? Where, where's your ad at? What do you need us to do? Should we, uh, you know, how can we, help? how do we manage that? And, and so, um, so that's what they do. So they really help us, uh, getting, uh, a good representation also. Um, and when we need specific things, they jump in with us and they help us with that. So like advocacy and all of that, they, they help a lot and also education. So like, as you said, with COVID, like they add open lines for HR people. What do I do with this employee? What do I do? Like, what do, do I need to do to be, uh, to to, you know, to be to to respect the, the laws right now with COVID. like you know it's it's confusing right and and I remember at first like we we had to like call governments and try to can I stay open like yeah what, what you just announced like are we allowed to like it's not clear are we essential are we not and that all that stuff so like they had lines for that where they would actually probably give you more answers than the government because yeah. when you would call there they would say oh this is what it says okay but I'm, I kind of need <laughs> your interpretation of what it says but it's the government they're not gonna they do would, that
0: they never do that yeah they're yeah. not
1: gonna do it like that's not <laughs> in their any of their interests to do it like it, it's understandable but like cfib can say this is what we understand from it like you should be fine doing this and that so it really added kind of like a huge a big 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 uh, amount of resources to fen can like just like this right yeah. So this is still going strong. Um, we work really closely and also they, they can uh, help us with education. So when we need information about a topic, they're always ready to come in, say, okay, we're going to present to your membership. So they, they're awesome to work with. Uh, and you know what, like it's more expensive to be a member of CFIB if you wanted to, like as a manufacturer or as a, you know, as a business owner you want to be member with CFIB, like depending on your number of employees, it's most of the time, it's more expensive to be members with them than, than with us. Like, so you yeah. get basically both membership for cheaper.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think, uh I think, uh, Dan Kelly tweeted right after you uh, right after you called oh. he said something he said something about uh, hearing from uh hearing from people about the trucking and I went, I went yeah I know he was getting at least one phone call about that
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> guess, I guess I guess we're part of people. that people
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were not the only ones I can I'm pretty sure, can sure you were sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were not the only ones yeah exactly yeah All right. Well, that's, you know what? We've covered a lot, Stefan. Let's, uh, I guess, let's take a quick look ahead at the calendar. Um, We have a spring conference coming up in Charlottetown, at least as we sit today. In, uh, what's that, June? What? June? Early June. Early June. Early June, we'll call it.
1: As I'm rushing in my calendar to check.
0: Yeah. I, I, think I, I think I still have the I think I still have the airline uh, and hotel credit on my account from uh, canceling the uh, uh first attempt to go to Charlottetown back in uh 2020 cuz so you're
1: booking you're booking uh sooner than I do or earlier than I do cuz Yeah, I didn't yeah. have anything to cancel.
0: Okay, exa- yeah. Uh, yeah, so
1: June 6th. Uh, I I have the week of June 6th to the 10th block off, so I guess it's uh, 7 8 9 something like that
0: yeah yeah that's right so beautiful charlottetown pei uh love that yeah. area. that's that's going to be uh, that's just going to be a blast out there uh uh if uh, uh again well i come on we're going to be able to get out there by then uh, i mean i mean
1: by by june like if uh yeah if,
0: uh, well we'll be they, out of the season anyways right so even yeah if, even yeah even if covid hasn't been destroyed which it won't have been uh, you know, it should be, uh, we should be in a, in a lull as far as cases and hopefully people are not, uh, are not locked down. Um, yeah. Windor is in Montreal in November, yeah. right? Yes. That's the plan.
1: Yeah. We, and no, I think with, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, with the in-person Windor that we had in Toronto, like that really sparked um, mm-hmm. a lot of interest. So we really like started like right after Windor, or even during Windor in Toronto, like we already booked a lot of Montreal. Yeah. Uh, so we're really hoping that we have like a close to normal trade. Show.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that'll happen. Um, so we have, um, do we, do we know when the next tech talks is that happening or is there, is there one planned at this moment?
1: Yes. There's one, if I'm not mistaken, on January say i have it here uh i think it's 24 or no it's 27th 27th. and uh yeah what are we talking about that
0: one um i love this mm, i'm really putting yeah i don't i I I should i should have had lane on for this hey
1: i told i told you like that's why we have a team now right so like (laughs) uh, I'll, i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you that much i I usually, uh, I think, yeah, it's about software. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's how software can help you, uh, you know, like the, so, so we got a lot of requests about, you know, there's tons of software out there, which one should I use? So Terry got a lot of questions about that. So I, I think he put something together in, in, in
0: that regard, but
1: Terry you know, I'll tell software.
0: you. Terry loves software. Huh? He especially loves implementing software yeah Terry, i guess Terry so. loves <laughs> i don't know if you remember I, a few years ago he yeah. really had a, a bird in his bonnet about that <laughs> yeah
1: but uh yeah and that, that's that's what i mean right now that we we have a team so so we meet on a weekly basis to talk about all these all these projects but you know at tech talks now it's basically uh i'm there i started the old you know i set up the logistics behind it i'm like okay you guys, you know you're good to go because now we have the resources. So I don't need to micromanage all these points. So we can work on more development and all like these chapters things. So uh, th- I would say that to my defense, that's why I don't know every date by uh, <laughs> by art and uh, oh every content. <laughs> but that's that, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's it's you should look at it
0: as a good thing. Well, there's a lot happening. How about this? Rather than rather than rely on Stefan's memory, where do people yeah. go? to fenestrationcanada.ca
1: yeah. right fenestrationcanada.ca and uh i mean if you're a member uh or simply a member of our mailing list uh, i can assure you you know what's going on because uh we <laughs> write to you guys uh often
0: yeah but yep. the, the emails the emails go up for sure <laughs> yeah well listen uh anything, anything else you wanted to get into stefan or have we uh we pretty much covered it
1: no, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it. As I said, uh, I just want to, you know, invite everyone, member or not, uh, you have something to tell us, reach out. Uh, that's what we're here for. And, uh, you know, it's not always about, we're not always in sales mode. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always about getting as many members as possible. And if you're not a member, like, don't, don't let that stop you from reaching out. We're here for the industry and, you know, when you start working with us, that's where you see the value. So we're really open to all of that. So like use use the services we have online, the, the online forum, the online technical forum. You can ask Terry, well, you can ask our team any question there. They'll reply. So like it's, it's, it's a good resource. There's our calculator. So like this, you can watch all the tech talks for free on YouTube, on our website. You don't need to be a member. So, you know, please use those resources, member or not. And uh, then if it's something, if you see we generate value, then, you know, make sure to reach out and we'll make sure you remember. member.
0: Fantastic. Stéphane Labelle, Executive Director of Fenestration Canada. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.